is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i'm your host tina romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode is a continuation of the spooky urban legend games that i've done you know the first one i've done what did was the elevator game the second one i did was the midnight game Today is Red Door, Yellow Door, and I had no idea what Red Door, Yellow Door was. I didn't even know that was a game. I honestly thought Red Door, Yellow Door was some kind of nursery rhyme. But if it is a nursery rhyme, it is a fucked up ass nursery rhyme. (laughs) Not a nursery rhyme, but a nursery kids game. You know what I mean? However, uh, my 15 year old, she filled me in. She gave me some deets on this game. And so I decided to look it up and I, I kind of my my 15 year old she told me about it a while ago and I kind of just you know I, I paid attention but it didn't really sink into my head until I started until I told the kids that hey you know I'm going to do some spooky urban legend games so I need some I need some uh, topics so I can you know, start diving into it and then my son he gave me a list of five and this was one of the ones that were that were on the on his list and then once I, I started looking into it, I was like, oh, shit, you know, uh, my 15 year old, she's the one who told me about this game initially. And so she, you know, helped fill in the blanks. So here's the episode. Hopefully everybody enjoys it and let's get into it. So what what is Red Door, Yellow Door? It is a psychological game that borders on having dangerous paranormal results. Also known as Door of the Mind, this game has been around for many years. Yes, recently resurfaced in popularity thanks to viral TikTok videos. Fucking viral TikToks. The colors represent the dark or happy experience to choose from. Now, you know, when I read this and it was a psychological game and also my uh, my 15 year old Carissa Cat, she told me that it's your your whole point is to pretty much go into the depths of. The, the depths of the darkness of your mind. So the red door or, you know, red door, yellow door, uh, black door, white door. It, it, it just the color represents what type of trip that you're pretty much going to go on. Do you want to go on a dark trip and have some fucked up results? Then you'll choose a dark door. But if you want to have a less fucked up dark trip, then you're going to choose the light door or the white door or the yellow door. And, you know, this reminds me of the times now kids cover your ears. I know this is a shock, but when I was in high school, my junior, senior year, especially my senior year, I, I started getting into psychedelics. My, uh, uh <laughs> I say it's a good buddy because uh, me and this guy, we, we uh, did a lot of things together that help explore, you know, the, the dark regions of our mind. And one of them was, I, I, I when I tried acid for the first time, I had a real bad trip. I mean, the, the trip was was not very fun. The, the per, pretty much the, I was going to get eaten by the moon. And, you know, when, as I as I got got older, I realized what exactly happened on on that first time that I took a trip. You know, I was completely in the wrong headspace. Well, then I also tried peyote. I tried mushrooms. I never tried any other crazy hallucinogens well those are the three major ones that that I that I had and with mushrooms that was probably one of the purest trips I've ever had I I remember it which is weird because you know a lot of people don't really remember when they got stoned out of their mind on cocaine meth or you know uh, weed so much however 
when I did psychedelics, I, I remember clearly, you know, where I was at and exactly the headspace that I was in. And when I had mushrooms, I first had it on a pizza. A buddy of mine, uh, we drove out to out here, out in Bakersfield, California. There's, you know, the, the famous deadly river, Kern River. And it was about seven in the evening that I had uh, we had went out to the Kern River. And when I, you know, I, I went off to the side of the river, I sat on this this tree stump branch that was hanging over just over the water. I didn't get in the water because, number one, I couldn't swim at the time and I didn't have my floaties with me. So there was no way I was going to even attempt to hang my feet over or sit close to the water. So I took out I, remember I took out three, three mushrooms, put them on my pizza and ate them. And within about 15 minutes, my mind just kind of tunneled. It, it, it just focused on on very clear suggestions in my head. So it, it wasn't that I had doors, but it was more like paths. You know, you know how on TV where they show you, know, you have the fork in the road or you're going to take the left path or the right path or whatever. So I decided that, you know, I was in a fucked up time in, in high school. I wasn't very, very happy. And so I decided to take the dark path. Well, let me tell you something. When when you see your world crumble in front of you, literally crumble in front of you to, you know, you 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 see yourself growing up, you see yourself being a dirtbag and then you see yourself dead laying in a coffin. It is one of the worst, most eye opening trips you can ever have in your entire life. And when I started reading about the Red Door, Yellow Door game, it, it, it brought me back to the times where I've tried those hallucinogens and, you know, those it's supposed to expand your mind and all this other shit. But the the trip that I had on the mushrooms, it made me appreciate not, not so much life, but it made me appreciate reality where there are limitations. But at the same time, you're in control of the limitations. You know, with, with, with every stupid decision you make, you're, you're going to have some sort of uh, some sort of result, rather be a negative or a positive result. If you decide that, hey, you know, I'm invincible, I'm going to go run in front of a fucking moving car, you're going to get hurt <laughs> really bad. But when I, when I came back from that trip and when I came back from the journey on off the mushrooms, I appreciated reality more. Did I did I did it make me more cautious? No, not at all. I was still doing stupid shit, but it, it made me appreciate reality, which was a weird thing to say because no one really appreciates reality. Everybody. Not, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people want to. You know, it's kind of stay in this fantasy world and not face reality. Not everyone. You know, some people have harsh reality. Some people have wonderful realities. But me personally, I appreciated the reality I was in. Uh, emotionally, I was numb and void. I, I had no real emotions, which when which didn't make any sense, because that's, you know, that's when people usually would would try drugs to numb the, the pain. But I, I had no I had no emotional pain. I'm lying. I, I think I did. I just never admitted it. However, when I was on the mushrooms, my it's like everything was so so uh, amplified. I mean, everything was just was just more much more appreciative. It was it was a weird trip. It was, it was one of my best trips ever. So let's move on. Enough about my about my my <laughs> my uh, mushroom journey. So uh, let's uh, how, how do you how do you play this game? Let's let's figure out how to play Red Door Yellow Door. So a minimum of two people can play. However, it can also be played with multiple people. One person should be the designated role of guide. So from my understanding is you can have a bunch of people play. However, one person at a time can or one person can be designated the guide. So if there's four people, you can two, you know, two people can can be the the player. 
and two people can be two separate people can be uh, be be guides. So two people can venture into this different reality or this different mind altered state, but you must have a guide to keep you from getting fucked up. Apparently, so uh, let me see. Let, let's figure out how. What 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 are the rules of the game? Let's let's find out. So find a dark comfortable room to play the guide should sit on the floor with their legs crossed the other player will lay down with their head resting in the lap of the guide having a cushion or pillow in the guide's lap to assist with comfort the person laying down should raise both of their arms straight up into the air and close their eyes which will remain closed during the duration of the gameplay see that's where i'm fucked up already i can't close my eyes and and not you know have a a visualization of what's happening with with my eyes closed. You know, what what if the guy punches me in the face? That's fucked up. What what if I owe the guy money and I don't know I owe him money, and then he sucker punches me in the eyeball and I didn't see it coming? I have a problem. Or I have my arms straight up in the air, and what happens if he arms bar? Oh, he arm bars me. You know what I mean? I mean, I, jujitsu. You got you got to protect your arms. So I, it's kind of hard for me to keep my arms straight up, knowing that they're unprotected and I might get arm barred with my eyes closed. I don't I don't appreciate that feeling. So let's continue. Now, the guide should begin to rub the other player's temples with their fingers in a circular motion. This is used to create a relaxed state and allow that player to enter a trance. Now, the guide should begin to continuously repeat red door, yellow door, and other color door. Anyone else in the room observing should follow along and also repeat this phrase. So, when I'm getting my, my temples massaged, the guide is going to, is going to tell me, uh, you know, uh, at the same time, red door, yellow door, and red door yellow door and any other color door so it's like a chant so you have to do it over and over and over and over you know it's <laughs> the thing with that is after a while i'm gonna it's gonna sound funny i'm just gonna start laughing i don't know if that's gonna work on me so you know okay so supposedly okay so i'm getting my temples relaxed uh, relaxed <laughs> i'm getting my temples massaged and the guide is is uh, chanting red door yellow door any other color door red door yellow door any other color door red door yellow door any color any other color door and so that's just getting tongue-tied after that so this process is supposedly something that can induce a trance state allowing the participant to enter their own mind and explore its inner workings Though there are said to be some dangers involved in doing this, if successful, the participant should be able to visualize themselves somewhere, such as a room, and may be able to see doors around them. If they enter this state, they should lower their arms and alert the others in the room if the chance success. This will prompt them to stop repeating the phrase. So if if this thing works on me, then... I'm supposed to be in a room with, with several doors. And I'm guessing, because it was really, again, with Urban Legend games, it's really hard to get detailed information on a bunch of things. So you, you have to just kind of skim through a bunch of websites and piece together everything that makes sense. But one thing that didn't clarify is, do they, is there, is once you enter the room, are there multiple doors that are the same color or is it just the doors that that you're looking for like the red door yellow door or the the white or black door depending on on uh, what you know what version of the of the game that you're playing i'm not i'm not sure exactly that point of the game so so once you enter the 
whatever door you choose, apparently. So I just talked to my my 15-year-old. I just talked to Chris Cat. And I tried to get her on the show, but she's still in school. It's 3.48 Texas time, and she doesn't get out of school till 4.30. And I will be done with this episode, edited and posted by that time, hopefully. But uh, she just let me know that whatever door you choose, once you choose a door, rather it be the red door, yellow door, you're going to walk into that door, and then you'll come into a room where there are several other doors in the room. And in that room with all the different doors, those are the different regions or realms or, or corners of your mind that you can explore. And if, I mean, choose wisely. That's, that's one thing that you have to do is you have to choose, choose wisely. And I will tell you why. We will get into what are the hazards and what can go wrong in this game. So what are the dangers? So some have claimed that there are potential dangers of playing this game with players supposedly encountering evil within their own minds. It should be noted that the participant can be pulled out of their trance at any time by the, by the guide simply by shaking them awake. This should be done so at any time where suspected danger is present. Now, here's the downfall about this game, okay? It, it, I know you're supposed to explore the regions of your minds, however... You know, I'm going to make a bold statement here, and I'm going to say about 100% of the entire population, that means every single person has some sort of dark, deep, evil secret, whether it be a, a fear, a traumatic episode, or something that they try to bury and forget. You know, that, and that goes for, for everything. That goes from, you know, the most, whatever someone believes is is a is a horrible memory or horrible, uh, you know, just something that they're trying to forget that they try to bury. And we all bury that in the deepest, darkest part of our minds. So when you are on this trance and you are on this, this psychological journey, you have to choose what door you, you explore, what part of the mind you explore, because if you get caught, so, so just picture that if you get caught in one part of the mind that is completely fucked up, and, it, you know, you say that you're afraid of Boogeyman or the monsters and then you walk into that door and you're surrounded by the monsters you're deathly afraid of. You're going to get fucked up. And that is a creation of your own mind. It is not. No, no. Hold on. Let me, let me backtrack. It's not a creation of your own mind. What it is, it's it's your fear that your mind has buried to keep from surfacing. So you won't be afraid on on a daily basis where you can actually you know, function fully and, and continue with your life. But if you're, if you're exploring your psychological, your, your psyche, pretty much, if you're exploring your mind and you walk into that door and you are surrounded with the very thing that frightens you or the very thing that you have, you have tried to bury, rather be some sort of traumatic experience or uh, some sort of fear or some sort of monster that that you've grown to to believe that you've seen, witnessed, encountered, experienced, and that is in your mind. When you are in this trance, there is a huge possibility that you will come in contact with that with that thing, that very thing that you are afraid of. So tread lightly, try it, tread carefully. So w when I mentioned to you that. I I would try psych psychedelics, which the three psychedelics I tried were uh, acid, mushrooms, and peyote. And for those of you who don't know what peyote is, peyote is a spineless cactus that is found in 
like around northern Mexico, south Texas. Well, I was fortunate enough, and I say fortunate, but I was fortunate enough to meet a gal who brother actually was very into peyote. So she ended up giving me a few slices of that cactus and you know, it, it was dried out. So I, I didn't have to eat it, but he suggested that I drink it in the tea. So, uh, you know, I boiled it and drank some in a, in a, in a tea. And let me tell you that that was one of the most frightening trips I had ever taken in my entire life, my entire life, but when the entire year that I experimented with, with uh, psychedelics and it was, it was a bad, it was a bad trip for me. I, I wasn't in the, in the right headspace. I wasn't in a relaxed environment, but instead I, I was in a very, very stressful, uh, stressful environment at the time. And my mind completely turned against me. I, I, I went into the darkest regions of my brain and confronted well attempted to confront some of the deepest darkest fears that I will that I was battling and trying to trying to avoid and hide but the peyote exacerbated that that fear and that nightmare and that that it was just an awful feeling and the worst thing was is because I was on a trip I couldn't get out of it I couldn't leave my mind and it was weird you know the it was at the time I was in when I went on this trip, I, I saw myself inside of my mind, but my mind didn't, you know, my, my head, I, I, my brain wasn't in my head. Instead, I had all these tunnels and all these pathways and, and all these um, almost like curtain doors where I was e easily able to to walk in. And unfortunately, I walked into the wrong area of of my of my mind. It was not fun. It was scary. I was, I, I remember screaming because something had killed me in my head. I remember that I went into this dark room inside of my head and I went to turn on the light, but there was no light. Instead, I saw this dark figure out in the corners of this room. When I walked closer, you know, because when you when you see something in a dark room, you squint your eyes and you kind of stand there staring at it to make sure that your eyes weren't playing tricks on you. But I remember seeing movement like the body was walking towards me. And so I squinted. And when the figure finally came into close enough to for me to see what it was, it stabbed me. The, the fucking figure just stabbed me. And I remember screaming out loud. And the, the people I was I was on the trip with freaked out on me, not freaked out on me, but freaked out because I was in this trance. I was in this on this trip. It was nothing like Jim Morrison explained, you know, OK, I, I did try peyote like three more times after that. But it was the first my first experience was nothing the way Jim Morrison had experienced it. And I was I was quite upset. <laughs> so if you if you decide to play this game, you need to be careful because your own mind can work against you and you will be in, in bad, bad, you know, in a bad, bad way. And it's not good. So let me see here. Uh, do not trust or interact with any person or other entity present within your trance state. Some have claimed to see dark figures or men in suits. Supposedly encountering these people could bring danger to you and you should avoid them at all costs. It is best to end the game if you encounter these entities. Holy shit. Now, again, that brings me back to my earlier question. Are these entities something that 
you have created in your mind or are these entities that are common with everyone? You know how like the whole shadow person phenomenon where there's multiple people that have have experienced shadow creatures. I know I know that they're not the same, but it's just one of those things that everyone who plays red door, yellow door, red or black door, white door, are they encountering these entities commonly in the same form or are they different versions that they have created in their mind? You know what I mean? Like if you're playing this game, has your mind taken over and, and hold on, let let me, (laughs) I confused myself. So hold on, let's backtrack. So once you're in this psychological trance, is, is it that the game itself has overtaken your mind, forcing these entities in your brain or in your mind to where you encounter these Or are you in such a bad spot or you have something deep down, buried deep inside your head that these entities are created because of that? You know what I mean? No one can explain that. You know, it's not something that that's easily explained. But if you're going to play this game, be careful, you know, goddamn. But if you play it, please record it. Oh, by the way, disclaimer, in no way, shape, form, habit, recommendation am i saying that doing drugs is okay i do not recommend anyone doing any drugs no matter what their age is drugs are illegal drugs are bad and drugs are dangerous please do not i repeat do not experiment with drugs at all they are very very bad and i do not endorse it i do not recommend it nor am i suggesting that you try drugs based off this podcast Thank you very much. So back to the show. You are free to move around the room or area you end up within, but it is always best to avoid anything you don't feel right about and always listen to your guide. So you can explore. I mean, it's your mind. You can go and explore the different different areas, different rooms of your mind. However, if something doesn't feel right, you need to get out of there immediately. And your guide needs to be on point to where if they see you struggling or they see you trying to wake up, you know, you, you, it needs to be immediately. You, you can't, you know, the guy can't fuck around and, and just leave you hanging. You know, I, I would suggest that every, it's like the whole nightmare on Elm Street thing. Okay. For those of you who watch that movie, people are, you know, the, it, Freddy Krueger comes into your dreams, kills you. He, he's, he thrives on fear. Okay. So when people are so scared to fall asleep, they set alarms for a certain amount of time. You know, like there was one movie where she set an alarm for like every 10 minutes or every 20 minutes. So every 20 minutes, the alarm would go off and and she would wake up. So I would suggest if you play this game, which I am not saying to go play this game, but if you do, I can't stop you. If you do set up a, a, a meetup time, pretty much where you and your guide will be able to check in with each other. So if you say that every five to 10 minutes, you know, your guide is going to check on you and make sure that you're good. And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay inside of the inside days game for too long. I mean, your mind can really fuck you up. It's not, it's not a good thing. So uh, clocks within the game are very bad and should be avoided. It is thought that a clock could permanently trap you within your trance. What the actual fuck? So if I'm over there chilling inside of my room and then I see a bunch of clocks, I mean, not in a room, but if I'm on this, in this game and I'm playing, you know, I'm in my psychological trance and then I'm walking around and I see a clock. I have to avoid the clock. So if I stare at it and try to figure out what time it is and I'm fucked, I'm going to be stuck in my psychological trance permanently. That's some bullshit right there. I don't, I don't agree with that because I like, (laughs) 
I like looking at clocks. Different clocks amaze me. I love different styles. I love I love watches. I love analog clocks. Those are some of the coolest things I've ever seen. So you now you're telling me that if I see a bunch of clocks, I have to avoid them. I can't avoid that shit. What man? I'm just set up to say, see that. That's why I cannot play these games because I'll end up being trapped in there forever. <laughs> so let me see here. Cut the game short and wake up the participant at any stage. If you feel the game is taking a dark turn, it is said if you die while in a trance, you will die in real life. That is not in any way, shape or form. Okay with me. How am I going to die in a trance, but then I'm going to die in real life? So now this is where the the game has taken a a dark, deadly turn where most of these urban legend games do. You know, most of these urban legend games aren't meant for happy, giddy end of, you know, we're going to giggle and, and it's going to be a grand old time. Uh, I've, I've come to the realization that <laughs> these urban legend games are just meant to fuck you up. There's no real way to absolutely win from these games, but you know, if you're going to play, you're, you're just prepared to get fucked up. There's there's pretty much nothing avoiding that outcome. But if you die, that's kind of like, see, this reminds me a lot of the Freddy Krueger movies or Nightmare on Elm Street, because if you die in, in the in your dream in the movie, you die in real life, which I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to get fucked up in your dream, then that's just, you know, coming to realization that you're you're done. So why would anybody want to play this game? You know, you can reach the, the the inner workings of your mind through meditation, deep, deep, peaceful meditation. You don't have to play these fucked up games to where you're you're encountering entities and some other shit. It's just not it's just not cool to play. So uh, if you encounter an old woman, leave. She may look like an old crone or a monster. Some have described her as a decayed. Oh, some has described her as decayed and others similar to Momo. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Momo, it was this internet thing where if you saw Momo, it was like some weird bird looking lady. Was I mean, it was really exaggerated looking face. But if you had seen her, then you're going to die or some shit like that. I, I don't really know because it ended up being some stupid shit that, that people were trying to get uh, younger kids to kill themselves, which is fucked up and, and completely ridiculous. Again, OK, so disclaimer, if you are being bullied or if you are being preyed on in the Internet, please seek help. Call law enforcement. Talk to your parents. Talk to an adult. And if you're having thoughts of self-harm or having thoughts of wanting to hurt others, please go reach out to the suicide hotline or the help hotline. They are always willing to help. And you can do a quick search on your phone or internet. Just just type in uh, suicide hotline or help hotline and, and the number will pop up. And it's a 24-hour line, so you'll always reach someone no matter what. Okay, back to the show. Why is it that if you it's usually an old woman or some sort of woman figure that that you have to be weary of, like in the elevator game, the fifth floor woman, if you come in contact with the fifth, the fifth floor woman, then she can torment you for eternity. The oh, no, the midnight game was with a man. So, OK, never mind. And then the shadow, that's the hat man. OK, never mind. It, it's not always it's just one. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, if if you encounter a woman in your mind, an old woman, she could be a monster or she can be decayed either way if you see that you need to exit immediately or she's going to fuck you up and then you're going to die i don't i don't get the purpose of this game i'm not sure what 
what you, at least with this game you have a certain outcome with this game you can win you with this game not win but you can escape you can wake up your guide can wake you up and then you'll be be safe and clear uh, with no physical with no long lasting effects not like the midnight game where it doesn't matter if you if you wake up from the game you're still or if the game is over at 3:30 or 3:40 you're still going to get haunted regardless you know that that's an unwinnable game and similar not similar but like the, the elevator game where you don't know if you wake up in your right realm or dimension you just it's a chance that you're going to you're going to wake up and you're still going to get fucked up in a whole different world i don't understand that but at least with this game, you with the red door, yellow door, you're able to wake up and be fine other than the mental anguish and torment that, that you've endured during the, the psychological trance. So at least with that, you have you know, there's some positivity out of it. I still wouldn't play the fucking game, but hey, <laughs> at least you're not going to be tormented forever. At least that's not what I, I found out. So uh, let's keep going. Concrete rooms with holes. Concrete ho- concrete rooms with holes are water rooms and they will drown you. So that if you walk into a room that is in your mind and you see a concrete, you enter a concrete room and it has a bunch of holes in it, it's going to get flooded and you're going to die. Why? What? You know, and water drowning is one is a huge fear for several, 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 several people. It's not even. A small percentage drowning is a real huge fear you know uh drowning for me was a huge fear for the longest time i still i'm still not a big fan of water i'll get in you know oceans and i'll get into lakes i'll get into swimming pools but i don't like it not not because i'm afraid to drown uh, but because i just don't like getting soaked and getting out and the whole drying off process i don't i don't like that process however for the longest time, I was deathly afraid of water. I mean, I saw my cousin die in at the Kern River. You know, he he drowned. And let me tell you something: the the traumatic effect, or or the results, or everyone's emotional response to the death of a little cousin is one of the craziest things to experience. And my condolences to anyone and everyone who has lost a loved one ever in their life when they're a kid adult it doesn't matter my condolences deeply to those who have lost someone very close to them but the crazy thing was is that I, I, I remember playing with my cousin in the river and then I went with my I went to go walk towards my mom you know my dad was there this was before my dad had passed away and next thing I knew it Everything was looking for my, everyone was looking for my cousin. They were diving under the water. They were splashing around. They were swimming a ways up the river, a ways down the river. They were searching. It, it was a huge search party. It, I mean, it was a big family event. So there was a lot of people that were searching for my cousin. And unfortunately, the current of the river had taken him further than anyone anticipated uh, you know and, and the park rangers police and everyone search and rescue they found him unfortunately it was too late and i remember everyone's reaction you know they, they were hurt they were mad they were angry everyone blamed themselves they were screaming it was a very traumatic experience and from that point on we we never swam kern river again which is it's actually that that's that I'll never swim Kern River. It's actually a, a Merle Haggard song, and it's a very dear song to me. Although he's singing about a woman, 
the song hits home because I lost my cousin in Kern River, but we never went back to, it was, I don't think I went back to the Kern River until I was an adult. That's how long it's been. And this happened when I was under 10 years old when my cousin passed away. And we, we never went back to the Kern River until, well, actually, I don't think my mom ever went back to the Kern River. I went back to the Kern River as an adult when I was 18, 19 years old already. Crazy. Anyway, drowning is a realistic, horrible fear that people have. And if you walk into a concrete room, you need to figure out, oh, concrete room with holes, you need to figure out how to get out of there and get out of there ASAP. Because remember, if you drown or if you die in your psychological trance, you die in real life. So you you need to get your floaties. You need to figure out a way to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, one thing that I wonder is that if you're in a psychological trance, you're kind of in a dream state. So will you have the limitless capabilities of, of uh, you know, like super strength, uh, your crazy smarts to where you're able to bust open the... Okay, so, so for example, you're in the concrete room with, with holes in it. The door closes behind you and the water starts coming in. Do you have that 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 ability to bust the walls open? You know how because in, in a dream you have you, you're limitless. You have no no restrictions. You are as powerful as you can dream of, pretty much. So I wonder if you're in the psychological trance. Do you have those same abilities to think of the limitless strength and you know freak abilities to where you're able to bust walls open, doors open, and get out of that certain area? That's what I wonder. Again, it's not answered in all the research that I've done. So if anyone knows, please let me know. Graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. Instagram is graveyardgrumblerpodcast. Please fill me in. I need to know because I'm curious. Uh, Let me see. Let's move on. If you encounter a man in a suit, run. What the fuck, man? Why? See, again, that that goes on to the well-dressed entities or the dark entities that you that you experience that you you possibly can experience. Is it part of the 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 game itself where it overtakes your mind and it forces these entities into your brain? Or are these things that are that already live inside of your mind and they they come out to play or come out to haunt you, come out to hurt you? when you're in a vulnerable state of mind, you know, that, that, that's, again, that's one thing that I'm curious to know about. And that, that's one thing, it, it, you know, when I was on that, my first peyote trip, I encountered a man or it wasn't a man. I encountered an entity that fucking stabbed me. I mean, it stabbed me in the heart. I remember I felt the pain too. I felt the burning and the piercing of the knife from this man when I was on that trip and I was, you know, exploring the inner, inner walls of my mind. Thankfully, I wasn't playing the the red door, yellow door game because I wouldn't be here. There would be no Graveyard Grumbler podcast. Could you imagine that? A world without the Graveyard Grumbler podcast? Boy, I tell you, I can't. I definitely can't imagine that. (laughs) So if, if you're in this game and you see a man in a suit run, just get out of there. Wake up, start flinching, start doing whatever you can to have your guide wake you up out of this trance. That way you can be done with it. I, I don't know why this game would be popular other than trying to free yourself of your everlasting torment that you have within your head. You know what I mean? But in my opinion, you can reach that with meditation. You don't, you don't need to go play the red door, yellow door game and get fucked up in the process. You can reach this shit in meditation and probably be safer. I don't know. I don't know if that works the same way, you know, because you're technically in a trance when you're in meditation, but you're not doing the chance. So 
I wonder if there's a back door to this game where you don't have, if you don't do the chance, then you should be okay. At least I'm hoping. So Grumbler's thoughts, you know, and yeah, a buddy of mine, George, actually suggested a saying for it. However, I forgot. So <laughs> well, let's just go with the Grumbler thoughts for now. Uh, I don't know if this game. I'm I'm kind of in between because I, you know. I'm all for exploring the inner walls of your mind and, and diving deeper and figuring out what works and what doesn't work and how to better expand your mind to where you have better thought process. You're better. You're, you're just better fluently mentally. I don't recommend this game. I think this game is, again, it's another dumbass game that should not be played by anyone. And I don't suggest this game to be played. However, if you do play this game, I want to know the results. Feel free to email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com. I will be more than happy to read what you tell me. And if it's, if willing, might get you on the show to explain your, your experiences. But I don't, I, I, I like the, I like the, I like the fact that you can explore the deepest parts of your brain. I think that's always good. I think everyone should do it, but they shouldn't do it in such a, a, um, dangerous way. I don't think doing a chant red door, yellow door to get into that, that uh, part of, uh, part of a, tr- or that kind of trance is safe. Not one bit. I don't suggest you do it uh, medicinally. I don't think you should do any kind of drugs at all. Again, I'm not endorsing any drug use. I'm not uh, promoting drug use, and I'm not suggesting that drug use is good. It's not. It's bad. Drugs are illegal. Don't do them. You know, honestly, other than, than I think this game is really cool, aside from the fact that you can die in it, and... You know, you still have entities haunting you. I think it's a pretty cool game for the fact that you can you know, snap out of it if your guide is on point and they can get you out. I, I agree with that. But I don't suggest anyone to play it. I'm not going to play it. Fuck all that noise. <laughs> so that is, uh, that's pretty much all I have on the Red Door, Yellow Door. I want to thank my my boy, Leo, my son. Thank you, uh, Carissa Cat, for informing me, educating, and suggesting Red Door, Yellow Door. I thank you very much, and I love you kids very, very much. Uh, let me see. Next week's episode, I don't have an idea what it's going to be just yet. There's still a couple urban legend games that uh, I want to I dive into. And future episode suggestion, I think I will be kind of maybe entertaining the thought of the fucked up... Uh, nursery rhymes the the true meaning of nursery rhymes and how they're all fucked up i i'm really intrigued by that so i think that might be a few episodes as well thank you everyone for the support i appreciate it thank you very much for the latest episode with me and uh, with my sister and me goddess guidance on the shadow man and the midnight game it's been blowing up downloads are, are hitting left and right thank you very very much please continue support the show again i'm still working on prices and trying to figure out the best way, the best route I can do to get some merchandise out. I have suggestions for some coffee cups. I have suggestions for stickers and I have suggestions for shirts. And I believe those three are all reasonable and realistic merch items. I just want to know if anyone's going to buy my merch. My Trust me, the art on it is going to be amazing. We already have one, one, uh, uh, possibility for uh, the what is that called an art picture for for the merch already and it's amazing i love it 
My artist is phenomenal. Her name is uh, Carissa Cat Romero. She, you know what? I'll, I'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into all that later, but she does all my art because I'm not that talented. So she has done a phenomenal job, but I can't wait to get it on the cup, the cups. I can't wait to get it on stickers and I can't wait to get it on a shirt and hoodies. Please continue supporting the show. If you have an iOS device, go rate and review my, my show. I would appreciate it. It helps me better my show. And it, it makes me feel good too that, that, you know, I'm, I'm making people happy and people are enjoying the show. So Stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be another urban legend game. And then from then, we'll probably jump into fucked up nursery rhymes. Again, thank you, everyone. Good morning. Good day. Good night. Goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.